Welcome to the Dr. McGill Podcast. This is episode 70, and uh, it's Thursday, March 23rd. And March 23rd is a very special day for the old doc. Uh, today actually marks the 14th anniversary of me opening the doors to my New York City office. And every year since I opened my office, like this day has always just been some a day where I kind of think about, you know, the wins and losses of uh, my small business, um, the uh, lessons learned and, you know, all, all of that sort of stuff. And, you know, just kind of take stock in the, uh, what I think is the amazing practice that uh, I've been able to create with the help of lots of folks. And that's really what this podcast is all about. It's all about the looking back and reflecting on the last, geez, 14 years. I can't believe it's crazy even to say that. Um, and just to, to think about, like I said, the the immense gratitude I have for for so many folks that have really contributed so much in uh, in uh, the development of my practice and the, uh, over the last over a decade, almost a decade and a half, geez. But first, um, I think the first bit of gratitude goes to two very important ladies in my life. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff you've probably heard before. I've posted about this in a bunch of different podcasts, and I mentioned all the sort of this stuff in my book. And but you know, like like the old man I am, um, some some stories just get repeated, and I just can't help repeating them. So, the first bit of gratitude goes to my mom. Um, you know, my mom is an amazingly strong lady, someone who inspires me tremendously. She was a or is uh, the single parent of two boys which she largely raised on her own you know my mom and dad got divorced when I was less than a year old you know, my dad was just a bad dude and for my mom being uh, being a doctor she came here as an immigrant in the 1960s late 1960s to start her residency in internal medicine and then she slowly brought her entire family over you know through those years um, including my dad I think you know a few years after she was here um, but you know, like I said, he wasn't a great guy. And in the middle of the night, one night, you know, when I was just a baby, my brother who's seven years older than me was probably about, you know, seven or eight. Um, my mom grabbed us in the middle of the night and, you know, just escaped. And we ended up, I think, crashing at one of her friend's places. And she was, ended up divorced my dad and raising the two of my, two of us on her own. And, you know, my mom wasn't like a flashy doctor that I think of in my mind when I think of like doctors in the seventies and eighties, she was very low-key government doctor. In fact, she ended up ultimately serving in the Army Reserves and rose to the level of colonel, which was pretty cool. You know, our vacations growing up, we're going to Army bases in Europe. We'd go to Germany, you know, almost every summer for a few years where she'd serve her two years, and then she'd serve every weekend or one weekend a month, rather, as a reservist. Um, but in her mind, and I think there's a lot of validity to this, you know, her being a doctor is what enabled her to escape a dreadful situation and create a life for herself. And for her, being a doctor enabled her to do that. So for us, growing up, my brother and I, it was literally just drilled into our heads. Like, you know, you, you well, really, you must stand on your own two feet. So she didn't want us knocking on her door as adults, you know, asking her for a handout. But part of that was you must become doctors. I mean, it was just a non-negotiable. So my brother and I both, of course, listened to my mom, sometimes under duress, but... Both of us became doctors. Uh, my brother's an ophthalmologist in the Philly area, and I, of course, I'm a dermatologist in New York City. And, um, you know, if it weren't for my mom, sometimes with a tough, heavy hand, you know, forcing our way, um, you know, I, I would never be doing what I'm doing now. So first bit of gratitude goes to my mom. 
And the second bit goes to my amazing wife. Um, so my wife and I grew up with with different backgrounds. You know, I, I grew up, um, I would say, with a mindset of scarcity, uh, averse to risk. And my wife grew up more with a mindset of abundance and, you know, accepting of smart, calculated risks. And when I first uh, thought about opening my practice, I was a year out of my fellowship. Um, it must have been, well, it was, it was 2008. It was the year 2008, early 2008. And I started working in, in the summer of 2007. And, you know, I wasn't really super psyched with what I was doing. But my plan was to kind of get my feet wet and working as a pathologist and also working as a clinical dermatologist. I was splitting my time between two jobs. And, um, you know, in a few years, my plan was to open my own office. But after doing what I was doing for a few months, I was kind of, you know, I was kind of getting dissatisfied. You know, the practice where I was working, although it was a great practice and the doctors were amazing, wasn't quite the vision I had in my mind of what I wanted my practice to be. And around that time, you know, my wife was back, back in 2007, my wife was uh, pregnant with our first. And um, the apartment we were living in was, which actually made my wife move to when we first got married wasn't fit for having children so we had to sell it and we had to move to rent an apartment that was just more suitable for a child uh, but the new york city market was very hot at that time the real estate market was really really hot and we actually made a little bit of money when we sold our apartment and uh, we were sitting on you know not a ton of money but a little bit of money and when i was explaining to my wife like you know my situation and my dissatisfaction with my current work environment and you know for me even when I was in high school, my dream was always to have an office on Lower Fifth Avenue, right by Washington Square Park. It was always just like a, a dream I always had for myself. Like that, that part of Manhattan is called the Gold Coast, the Gold Coast of Fifth Avenue. And it's all these beautiful old pre-war buildings, but it's in the downtown neighborhood, which I love. Greenwich Village, which is my, you know, my favorite neighborhood or one of my favorite neighborhoods in New York City. And I always dreamed of, of having a practice there. And there was actually a space that opened up for sale in a you know, beautiful building on Lower Fifth Avenue. The space was a total dump. I mean, this place was just, there was a doctor that had been working there that owned the space, but I don't know how he was able to do that. The place was really in terrible shape. But my wife um, encouraged me. We probably had, I think we had like, our daughter was like maybe five or six months old at the time at first. And she basically bet on me. She said, listen, take all of our money, like every dollar that we have and borrow whatever money you need and start your dream, you know, start your practice. You know, she really, I, I, you know, if it were up to me, I'd be celebrating the four or five year anniversary of my practice. But because of her, it's now been 14 years. You know, she really took a big gamble on me. She went way deep, seven figures in debt uh, with me. And, um, you know, if it weren't for her, I never would be doing what I'm doing now and would never have been doing it for as long as I've been doing it. So um, a lot of gratitude goes to my wife. Uh, the next group of people that I'm extremely grateful for are my amazing team. You know, there's no way for one person to, to do this on his own. And I've been blessed to work with some amazing people over the last 14 years. Now, listen, everyone is not an all-star, you know, but, but every, you know, if you look at a sports team, a professional sports team, you know, that has like an all-star player. They elevate everybody around them. And I've been blessed to have, you know, a few all-stars through the years. And, you know, those all-stars made the folks around them, you know, work better and, and you know, 
be more productive, et cetera. And, and quite frankly, those all-stars made me a better doctor. So I'm incredibly grateful for them. This is a story that I've actually shared before, but it really captures the, my team and how amazing they are. You know, in the first week of the pandemic, it was March 2020, when New York City was shutting down. Um, I think it was like the second week of March or something like that. That Friday that the city had just shut down, we had patients that were scheduled. And, you know, some of our patients canceled, but we had patients scheduled, so we came in. And one of the patients we saw was a woman who was nine months pregnant, had a huge abscess, and had we not been open, she would have ended up in an emergency room which was filled with COVID patients or an urgent care that was filled with COVID patients. And because we were open, we were able to take care of her in a very safe environment. And, you know, I remember that day thinking that, you know what, like, we have to stay open, you know, during this pandemic. And around that same time, like, basically every other dermatologist in New York City was posting on his or her Instagram that, hey, you know, we're doing the responsible thing and we're going to shut down our offices and close during COVID. And, you know, I'd say, well, you know, a lot of them went out to their Hamptons houses and were, you know, sequestered in their beach homes or vacation homes, etc. I remember thinking to myself, I was like, you know, we're effing doctors, you know, and doctors we don't run away from a pandemic. We run towards a pandemic. And there were a handful of us, a very small handful of us, uh, dermatologists that actually kept our doors open during the pandemic. I remember talking to my staff and letting them know that, hey guys, you know, I told them the story with the patient that we saw. And I said, um, guys, we're staying open. And it was a period of great uncertainty. You know, There was no vaccine for COVID. No one knew what the hell was going on. <laughs> and I said to my staff, I was like, guys, we're gonna stay open. Honestly, I'm not gonna be able to pay you what I've, been paying you because we had to cut our hours and you know really kind of manage um you know on a much smaller scale than we're, we're used to managing and um i said to them i was like you know i can't pay you what i've been paying you but i also can't guarantee that i'll be able to bring you back like you know i have no idea what's going to be going on you know these next few months or however long this is going to last end up lasting three years but everyone on my staff said we're in we're staying and everyone on my staff stayed we revised our schedule and i'm so grateful for them for doing that and you know that's why i believe we're the best dermatology practice in new york city but i also think that we're the best in the world um but you know fortunately by june of that year just after a few months I was able to bring back everybody full time and you know the last actually i would say the the 2020 2021 even 2022 were you know they, they were tough finally 2023 it's we were back to like you know 2019 vibes in terms of like the volume of patients we see in our office but i never would have been able to do any of this without the support of my wonderful staff and special shout out to to the all-stars who who've been on my team through the years and of course the last bit of gratitude goes to my patients i mean i'm so it's just such an honor that folks trust me with their care and have trusted me for the last 14 years um you know the very first week of my office when my office was open i saw maybe i still remember my very first patient um but that first week, I saw maybe three patients the entire week. And maybe that second week, I saw like four or five patients. You know, I had no patients. I just hung up my shingle. I didn't do any advertising. Um, I would just literally live in my office. In fact, I was working another job while I, was, while I had my office going. I was working two jobs. Um, and I was just waiting for the phone to ring. Um, and it wasn't ringing very much in those early days. And you know, really, it just, it took a few months, you know, by, by the third month, surprisingly, and, and I also didn't have, you know, I didn't have any income, so I was basically working another job, 
and paying, I only had two staff members at the time, but I was basically paying them with the money I was making for my other job, paying my mortgage and my loans and all that stuff. So it was like, you know, living solidly in the red. But, you know, after a few months, like things started picking up. Three patients turned into six patients, six patients turned into 12 patients, yada, yada, yada. And by like the third month, I was actually able to cover my expenses, which was amazing. And, you know, fast forward to now, you know, those three patients that first week has turned into nearly 45,000 patients that my practice has cared for through the years. Um, and that to me is just, it's just, it's hard to wrap my head around it. And I have my patients to thank for it. You know, now some of my patients are grown and I'm taking care of their kids. Patients refer me to their parents, their cousins, their brothers, their sisters, their best friends. And it's just been this slow, steady, organic growth the last 14 years. And I think a lot of that is predicated on our strong belief in the golden rule. Can we try to treat everyone with the same level of care and compassion that we treat our loved ones? And um, I'm so grateful for the trust that my patients have placed in my practice. So here's 14 years of muscular dermatology, and you know, hopefully there'll be 14 plus many, many more. Um, and I'm just my heart's filled with gratitude, and I'm taking that into this weekend. I hope you all have a wonderful, restful weekend and just ready to crush and dominate the week ahead. Let's get it. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The full video for this podcast can be found on either YouTube or Facebook. Let's get it.